special guest, Jules Leon. Hi. Hey, Jules. Thanks Hi, for coming Jules. on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today is episode four, and we're going to be talking a bit about doing volunteer work in another country. So Jules recently, kind of recently, right? I mean, it's been... Well, yeah, summer. How many months? Summer. I don't know. Well, a few... It's been a while, Dude, but been so recently much stuff that's been going on in my life. I'm like, I don't know. Less than summer. a year ago. No, summer. This summer. Yeah. This summer. So, so like, June. you came back. Okay. You came, came back, back in, June? in July. You I came back in July. Months. Jules went to South Africa to volunteer with UNICEF, um, and she's gonna talk to us about her experience. Yes, yeah. I can't wait. So, Jules, before we get into all that, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. I'm <laughs> like, I was born April 10, 1987. <laughs> <laughs> so sum up my number. Um, let's see. Uh, like, how did I start traveling? However, whatever. Okay, well, I love traveling. Um, I think I've been almost to every continent except Antarctica. I was thinking oh. about it last night. I was like, I need to go to Ana- Antarctica. <laughs> um, let's see. I, I don't know. I just love traveling. I think it like really helps me decompress and I kind of use it as an outlet to like get away from stuff, which a lot of people tell me that's not a good thing, but cause I'm like crisis and I'm like gone for six months and I come back. I'm like, I'm ready guys to function. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, How old were you when you first started traveling? I, st- well, okay. So I've always traveled. My parents have kind of been like always would take us on a trip every summer Mm -hmm. like even if it was kind of small I would always go somewhere and my parents like my parents are just coming back from Cabo they're going to Europe they just came back from Thailand like so it was a very travel heavy family very very so I've always had it in me but then like school happens and then Cal State Mm -hmm. LA and then my master's and like and then I dated someone who did not like he would book trips and would never take me like what? yeah that's no and, no like he would like up. book it and then he'd be like oh yeah I'm going here and I'd be so upset because I'm like what the heck I want to so then as payback I would be like I started traveling I was like oh you're <laughs> gonna go there I just booked Vietnam so it started to become a, a, like a competition, a competition between oh yeah <laughs> obviously that relationship didn't work but um that's how I started traveling and more then, at, at a older age at an older age yeah and like by myself and you know just I I just it really started it was just like a way to get back at him I swear that's really why I started traveling like just being like Jules is so healthy I'm a very healthy person (laughs) and then then I started loving it and then I started meeting other people that would travel and then traveling just became like who I was Mm -hmm. it just was so natural that if I stay in the States longer than three months, I literally get anxiety. Like, <laughs> it just doesn't feel right. Okay. And then I just like. And you travel um, back home a lot, right? You're not originally from the U.S. No, I'm from Colombia. So I was born Ooh, in a, Colombia. Um, I know. <laughs> I was born and I came. Well, I was born there and I came here when I was six. Um, so, I, I mean, I've always gone back uh-huh. um, to like visit family and I just went in April for a wedding, for my oh, cousin's okay. wedding. Um, so I'm always kind of like going back and forth. But um, but like traveling, because I don't really consider that traveling. Like because if you're, you're born going, somewhere. You're just going like home. Home, yeah. Like people are like, oh my God, aren't you excited? I'm like, not really. It's <laughs> Columbia. <laughs> it's, you're like, it's like I'm going like down the street. Yeah, I'm like, it doesn't <laughs> feel like 
something exciting, which I know it's kind of sad, but <laughs> so I don't consider it. It's just traveling. comfortable. It's very comfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's how I started traveling. It was just a very healthy way to get back at someone. <laughs> <laughs> and I just stayed tra- traveling till now. Well, that things. Well, let's shift over into what's what happened in the uh, summer. So yes, yeah. How did that trip happen? Okay, so I work with babies. So I um doing what with them? So my babies are <laughs> deaf and hard of hearing. Um, so I did my master. So I did my undergrad in speech pathology, communication disorders, audiology, um, and then my master's program um, was a master's in science in deaf and hard of hearing. And so what I do is um, as soon as the babies are born, um, they have to pass this newborn hearing screening. That's like the law in the United States. Yeah, when yeah. they took my baby to go do that, I was like, yeah. what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> so when babies don't pass, um, it's either because they have like liquid in their ears or they have some kind of hearing loss. They, the hospitals make a referral and that referral gets sent to me. And then I start like everything that has to do with that baby in terms of speech and language and um, being able to hear or like if they need amplification like cochlear implants or hearing aids. I do all of that. Mm-hmm. Like I do one-on-one therapy with the baby and the family until the age of three. And then at the age of three, we transfer them over to like an actual school setting. Okay. So um, I've been doing that. That's like my actual real job. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me money. Um. So I've always been involved with, like, working with children since I can remember. I just always knew I wanted to work with babies, specifically babies, not children. Let me, <laughs> let me restate that because babies, you can, like, handle them. I feel like children, they're, like, they talk back. They're, they're more like, wild. Yeah. They're wild. I don't – I can't handle that. Like, babies are fat and cute, and I can deal with that. <laughs> um, so then uh, – so that's what I do. And then as I started, like, developing in my career – um, and I started traveling like every time I traveled, I always wanted, well, I still do. I always want to see like a school or I want to see like, um, yeah, like anything that has to do with that country and like education, education right. And a lot of the third world countries that I've gone to, like India, I've gone to India, I've gone to Vietnam, I've gone to, um, what other place did I do that? I don't, I can't remember on top of my head, but, um. It was just obviously poverty stricken Mm -hmm. and it would just break my heart because a lot of the babies there, for example, that are deaf and hard of hearing, um, there isn't absolutely any like early intervention. There's nothing there for them. Mm -hmm. So these babies are considered like, which is not politically correct, but what they call mentally retarded. And they're just put like in In that category, in that category, but they're put like they're just sent away. And so there's like usually like institutions for all these babies that quote unquote are mentally retarded but in reality they just can't hear and they Mm -hmm. can't develop language and just like broke my heart so and then that kind of went into like the whole dynamics of like education in different countries and things like that so when I would come back every time I'd come back I would be like oh my god children here are somewhat very lucky but I would also see things that they were doing that we were lacking as well mm-hmm. so um I don't know I just started getting more involved and then that the part of traveling made me want to give my time in like organizations I started looking up nonprofits. I started talking to other people who would help other countries and 
I mean, networking is everything. I just started networking, networking, networking until like I found UNICEF. I found other amazing organizations that help other children. Um, I, I went to Peru. I went to Colombia and did like a full on conference for early intervention for children with deaf and hard of hearing for the university, um, Manuela Beltran, that's what mm-hmm. it's called. And then I, um, I did that in Peru. So I just use traveling as a way to also work, mm-hmm. also do mm-hmm. like things for, to work in like the cause that I'm like really, really passionate about. Um, so I forgot your question, but that's oh my God, that's why it just went no, off on that. Because yeah, I'm super passionate about that. <laughs> you so, are um, super passionate. So, um, no, so, so I work with children. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> and that's how I ended up, oh, this summer. So um, obviously I started working with UNICEF. Um, I got, actually it's very recent, very, very recent. Um, I went through a lot this past year, um, personally. Uh, and so around April, um, I just, I think we were talking about it last week. Yeah, I like yeah. the whole story. <laughs> um, I was just like in a really, really crazy space in my mindset and just life and I think everything just happens for a reason because UNICEF um, we connected um, and it just motivated me to just participate and just I'm like you know what I'm gonna go to Africa and I'm just gonna do this and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna spend two months there I I needed to get away I needed to like refill love I guess my love bucket and I stayed there and mm-hmm. I was there with children for two months working but also like obviously exploring Africa um so that's why I was there and so you had applied to UNICEF like years ago or something like yeah, that yeah yeah so I had applied a long time ago and I mean I didn't really hear anything back from them um and so when I when they actually um like when we connected um, so UNICEF, I think everyone kind of sees it more as like around the world, um, but they they are now kind of shifting a little bit of how they view things. Um, they also want to look into like our local um, like issues that we have in terms of education and poverty and women and children issues. Um, so I came on board kind of just to help out and to see the areas of needs within our own community. Obviously, we live in L.A., so it's a huge metropolitan, like, kind of con- um, country. It should, should be a country. <laughs> it should be. Um, so um, we obviously have, like, the projects. We have Compton. We have a lot of areas. And that's my area. That's where I provide services for these babies. Like, my actual job, that's my whole entire area. So uh, I came in just kind of to also – help out and looking at that area and see what are the needs for poverty or children in poverty within LA. Okay. And what did you do to prepare for your trip to Africa? How long were you there? I was there for two months. Two months. Mm-hmm. So how did you, how did you prepare it? That's a long time to just I know. pack up and go. Um, I didn't prepare it. Like I'm telling you, I had a really bad year. Um, it was heartbreak. I'm not going to lie. It was heartbreak. Um, <laughs> I'm very healthy, you guys. Um, it was heartbreak, and it was just, I I couldn't even prepare. That's how bad it was that I couldn't even prepare for this trip. So okay? he just threw everything in a luggage. Literally. <laughs> like, I literally was going crazy in my head. I think 
speaking of like mental health um day was just a couple days ago or like last week or something like that i have never been in that mindset and i'm not saying like you know it was like to that drastic which i totally you know commend people who are going through any issue like that but um I definitely was in a mindset where a lot of things had happened happened to me that never happened to me in a span of one year. And mm-hmm. I totally lost sight of who I was and just everything around me. And I just needed to get away. So I literally, like, I can't even, to be honest with you, it's such a blur. They called and you were like, okay. It's such a blur yeah. that I don't even remember packing. <laughs> like, oh I think when someone is kind of in that mindset you I don't remember I remember being on like the plane and being like oh my gosh I just need to get away all I would talk about with my friends like I need to get away I need to get away I want to get away um so yeah I I remember packing like I remember looking up the weather and being like oh man it's gonna be really cold (laughs) and then like I just put in like a bunch of stuff and I remember packing a bunch of like animal print clothes because I thought like Africa. <laughs> I don't know. Goodness. But I swear. that's. A, but I mean, I, I took a lot of sweats. Um, you were comfy. Yeah. Kind and I mean, comfy. in terms of vaccines, because people do ask me that. Um, I've I've traveled to other places. I think ever since I went to India, I'm really good on like my vaccines. I got everything done. So Africa was like not. You're like, I am up to date on everything. Yeah, I am. So, um, but I I definitely took, um, I took good music, but also because the flight was so long. um, So I needed very long. So it It was South Africa, right? South Africa, Cape Town. So the tip of Africa (laughs) is where I was at, Cape Town. Yeah, South Africa. Um, It was very long. And again, because I was in this really weird emotional zone, like I remember... Okay, so when I had a layover in Amsterdam, I remember I was in Amsterdam and I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And also, I can't believe where I'm at right now in life. And I downloaded like the saddest music. Now that I look back on it, I'm like, what was I thinking? It was like (laughs) Eric Clapton. It was like the saddest, like depressing music. And I listened to it all the way there. It was like, it almost felt like a Pershing, like trip. you're getting all your emotions yes, on the plane that, and I was with, I was by myself. So I just went, I didn't know what to expect. I was like, for all I know, I'm going to get kidnapped and die. <laughs> like I like, thank God you did not I did not But like I purged everything there. And as soon as I got, I had no idea where I was staying. Well, no, I had no idea. I knew the address, but I didn't know who didn't I was going to see. Yeah. I didn't know anyone. I just knew I was getting there. I didn't know, like, I didn't, usually I'm good at, like, looking to see, is there Wi-Fi? How does it work? What are the banks around there? Like, how much cash should I take? Should I take cash? This trip, nothing. I literally got on a plane and bounced Mm -hmm. and got there and was just hoping for the best and knowing my goal was when I came back, I was not going to feel that way anymore and I was going to be fine. So... Um, wow. Yeah, I did that. How yeah. much notice did you have, like when they told you, "Hey, do you want to volunteer um, with this?" Uh, see, I can't. I'm telling you, I don't really recall time. Okay, it, I'm. <laughs> it's, it's all really just sad. all bunched together. No, and the crazy thing is, yeah. this morning I was listening to this like thing about Lady Gaga talking about like um about like people who go through like a little bit of a traumatic like time in their life, and she talked about like 
how you put things in a box. Oh, did you yes, listen I heard to that. it? It's so true. It's true. Yeah. And I, I am, I'm, I'm by all means, I'm not saying like what happened to me even came close to like what, what other she, women have gone through. Right. But when you are in a very emotional, like bad emotional place, um, yeah, it's like, I don't really recall a lot of details. Um, mm-hmm. I don't recall like time. Like I just, I, when I talk about Africa, I'm like June and July, um, May and it all went down in April is when like yeah. my life kind of like <laughs> switched. But, um, yeah, I don't really recall. I, I would say maybe like a, a couple weeks, I want to say. Okay. Yeah. Cause at the same time I was working too. So I was just like, my mind was, my mind's like super foggy on that. Okay. And so <laughs> you just told work like, Hey, so <laughs> with my work, because, um, uh, I'm under LAUSD. Um, oh, okay. I have like a school, a school schedule, a school schedule. So yeah. Okay. So I'm off like during the summers. Well, no, technically I can work the summers. I could, but I am off summers. So that's why a lot of people right. ask me like, how do you travel so much? And I travel because I can travel in November. I can travel in December. I travel in April. I travel during the summer. That's why I was gone. Nice. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So no more before so now you land you're in land. south africa yeah. and you start doing you start your volunteer work uh what is that like what was that um so i got there and oh my god i met the most amazing people i still like talk to them all the time it's my on uh, whatsapp yes of course <laughs> uh, duh. and then facebook and then like instagram we like added each other and everything but um um, so the actual, so there's like a connecting organization, right? Mm-hmm. So usually how volunteer works is, um, you, you pick like a program and that program either contracts with another program in South Africa. Okay. So like, for example, um, you can start off like signing up with one and you end up like with another one. Okay. Like, so they link to you. They link you. Yeah. So UNICEF linked you with yeah, another so SATs, smaller SATs. Org. I can't even, which is really bad. I can't even remember what it stands for. And I should. <laughs> <laughs> it's SATs though. Um, South Africa. Tuta something. S. I don't know. This is really bad. I should. We believe you. Okay. So it's S-A-T-T-S. I want to say it's S-A-S-T-S. Okay. SATs. They were amazing. Um, I should call it, like, I should know this because <laughs> I should, like, give them a shout out because we'll, they're technically. We'll, we'll put it up on the Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so, um, blah, blah, blah. So you're there. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So I get there. What are you doing? So when I got to the airport, I, for, I met my first, like, friend. Um, she's from uh, Switzerland. Um Eileen she's amazing and we just connected from that day and um and we like did everything together and then in my my room there was um a girl from she was Chinese but she so lived in was it like dorm rooms yeah it okay. was like dorm rooms yeah Panama she had lived in Panama but lived in England I had another German girl there was a lot of German people that I met there mm-hmm. Um, so I get there and it was freezing. Like if you want to go to Africa, South Africa, you have to go in December. Um, summer, our summertime. So United States, like summer is winter over there. And when I say it was cold, it was 
cold. So um, it was raining a lot of days. We did get maybe like two, three days of like beautiful weather, sunshine, um, which I like. It was like amazing. So I can just imagine how December is going to be. But um, but yeah, it was really, really cold. Um, and I immediately like started working and I walked to like this preschool. It was like a preschool daycare. Mm-hmm. And um, I was in the class with babies. Like, obviously, that's my thing. They gave me a choice and I was like, don't give me the children. I need babies. <laughs> um, and they were two. Like, I want to say, like, two to a th- anywhere from, like, a year and a half to three. Um, and I was just there. I did absolutely, like, everything. They were, like, amazing. They were so well-behaved. Really? Yes. Aww. I'm not even kidding. Like, it made me think, like, dude, our kids in the United States are little brats. Like, yeah. a two-year-old was lining up, like, knew how to line up, knew how to push in their chairs, could barely even walk. Like... I was just like, how come our kids don't do this? Like, I'm here, like, they're off the wall. <laughs> and these kids are so well-behaved. Like, amazing kids. So you've got a good bunch of kids. Yeah. Over they were, uh, yeah, they were super adorable. I can't even, like, I could barely understand them. Because <laughs> they thought I spoke, like, um, their dialect. I can't remember what it's called. Um, and um, their names were really hard to pronounce. So I was like, oh, man, I'm going to remember their names. <laughs> but um, but they were so cute. Like, I cried so much when I came back. I almost was like, I should just stay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I had a really good time. I, um, I, what did I do? Like, I would feed them. It was just a culture shock, too, because I would see what they would eat, too. Mm-hmm. And it's like their routine. Um, their lunch, their, um like their everyday like just playing their songs were different um just everything that they did was just so like different and I don't know I really had a really good time and just having like just the purest little things give you some I'm very now that I think about it I do think it's a selfish move on my part like I'm gonna go over there to like find love again (laughs) (laughs) and you seek validation so I went and um they just give you so much love it's like amazing I like think about them all the time. I still WhatsApp Aww. the teacher there and I'm like, send me pictures of the, cause you end up getting like favorite <laughs> ones, you know? So I was like, I don't care about the other ones. I want Noni's pictures. I want, <laughs> yeah, but it's super cute. Aww, take us through like a typical day. So like from waking up to, so I would wake up. Um, so it was definitely a different trip, like for sure. Cause I had an obligations, you know? Right. So like, um, uh, I, I would we would go to like the grocery store to buy like our kind of like our food for the week because you had to cook you know for yourself so I would wake up I'd like t- oh my gosh okay so South <laughs> Africa is going through like a drought right oh, we yeah, were told we last that. time we I had, did not know I of, sh- we had a guest last season who was telling us about his trip to South Africa when the World Cup was happening okay. over there. So okay. he was telling us all about World Cup South Africa, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally fun, super yeah. lit. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, but but and he it was, was telling us oh, that yeah, right yeah. now yeah. there's a, like a drought is happening. It's so, bad. So the program that he, that he did um, 
because it was like an exchange. Uh huh. So he was out there for I don't like three months, six months, something like that. Uh-huh. Like with the student exchange program, he said that the university that he did that at, um, told was kind of like, hey, no foreign exchange students because we're having a like drought, a crazy drought. So no, it kind of got canceled. <laughs> so yeah, they have a crazy drought, right? And I mean, you, the one thing I do love about about myself <laughs> is I can adapt to different situations so quickly and I think you have to do that working with babies one day like one moment they're spitting at you the other moment they're pooping like you got to be quick on your toes and I can adapt to different things so fast so when I got I got there I had no idea they were in a drought so then I get to the place where I'm staying and then I see like a bunch of buckets of water outside like the like the toilets and I'm like, no. And then inside the showers, too. So I was like, what the heck? So they tell me. So there's the thing. You see it everywhere. It says, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. Yes. Uh-huh. So I was like, hold up. Because <laughs> I, that's, I have, I flush so much. Like, I. <laughs> Way to waste our water. I do. I'm, mm-hmm. like, the worst. I, I'm the worst at, like, conserving water. Um. So when I would take a shower, you had to take a shower within this bucket. It was like a huge bucket, right? And which is kind of gross if I think about it because your own water is just like there. (laughs) And I love taking long showers. So like my bucket would overflow and I'd be like, oh, well, I'm still taking my shower. (laughs) No. And then you had to drag it out, which was so heavy. And then put it in this other huge bucket where everyone shared Though the big bucket where all the other people's shower water was at, you had to get another little bucket whenever you went to the bathroom, get water from there, and to then like to flush it. Down. But only I took it to pee and poo. I'm sorry, like I'm not trying to like yellow let it mellow. I don't care. <laughs> That's disgusting. I'm like I would open the toilet and I would see like I don't know like ten people's pee. <laughs> that thing is disgusting. And then like to me, I know this is really gross, but I'm just going to say, <laughs> like, if you're pooping, what if it splashes and it's like 10 other people's pee? Like, that's disgusting, right? I'm like, that was my fear. I'm like, oh, my God, if I'm pooping and this thing splashes on my butt, I'm going to get like some kind of like disease, you know, like, I don't know how much pee is in here. So Hepatitis. I, I know I was like, oh, my God, I can't. I just can't do this. So I would um, and. It was like my monthly time. I, when I was in Africa, it was my monthly, like, you know, uh, woman uh, thing. So I used so much period. water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much water. I would, like, make sure nobody was looking at me because I didn't want anyone to judge me. <laughs> They're like, oh, my gosh, she wastes so much water. And I would take, like, buckets and just, like, flush it down. Oh I can't. I could. That was one thing that I just, I did have a hard time with. And. Um, so because it was like a huge house, there was a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. And in South Africa, well, in Cape Town, everything's like super cheap. And like they were young, like crowds of people. So they would party all the time sometimes. And so a lot of the times they would come and like be hung over or like they would like throw up in the toilets. Oh my God. So and, oh. I, I would You're like, I'm here livid. to work with children. I was, I was like the Don't one. Don't be coming yeah, here partying. Yeah, yeah, I was livid. I would wake up in the morning and the last thing you want to see is like open toilet. And it's like literally yeah. every body fluid Ugh. that could come out of your body in a toilet. 
Okay, we're moving we're moving <laughs> on from this because I have a but very weak. I stomach. got a little traumatized from it. So and okay, I am so about to throw in up. my mornings, that's what I would do. I would go and take <laughs> a shower, <laughs> a shower, and do all that, right? And then I would walk. No, so then I would make my breakfast. Um, the food in Cape Town was actually really good. Um, so then I would go. I would walk to the daycare. And then literally every day was different. I had no clue whatever they needed me to do. Like I remember one day I even had the principal tell me like, you know what? Um, because of what you do in the United States, can you like make us like um, we're going to send like a memo to all the parents in regards to like why technology might not be the best thing for a developing child with like with um, for language. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's literally whatever they needed me to do, to oh, be okay. honest. Um, so every day was different. Some so days, it wasn't just focused on, like, um, hearing. It was... No, the, this it was, was all baby babies. Stuff. Just babies. Everything that had to do with babies. Oh, yeah. okay. And then I did get to... So this was an actual, like... Um, it's The city's called the Observatory. Um, and then I... But it was still, like, a somewhat very nice daycare and preschool so it, it did kind of throw me off because i was expecting like what everybody thinks africa's going to be and yeah. cape town's not like that and i feel like that's it's one of like the one of the the positive things about traveling it um it erases like some misconceptions oh that yeah have. cape town is lit like <laughs> <laughs> like i there was not gonna lie i partied a lot too but um there's like another sector i can't even remember the name of it but um it's beautiful it's a uh the houses are like multi-million dollar houses like off the cliff like the um a fine cuisine like the clubs i mean it was super upper class and you can just tell even by the people but then there was other sectors where you saw like that poverty there was i didn't really yeah. see a middle class it was either you're super rich and like super bougie or like you were down in like not so good places yeah but then i really wanted to see what i wanted to see like in terms of africa so those are called townships and those are kind of like outside and um i did go to see like a township and spend like a day in the townships and what are townships it's like so what happens is um so i'm I'm basing it off what how it was explained to me so don't like quote me on this is what it is (laughs) but um so a lot of other people from different countries in Africa, obviously, it's kind of like everybody wanting to come to the United States from like our surrounding other countries, third mm-hmm. world countries. You know, you want a place for more opportunities, um, be able to work and just raise your children in a better situation. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what South Africa is. It's like the United States, kind of from my understanding. So a lot of um, surrounding countries of like well, poverty will immigrate there. So and they'll literally just plot themselves in a space and build their homes and there isn't anything that like tells them they can't Mm -hmm. and it's become so big and there's so many people that it's now called a township right when i'm talking this thing's huge huge i mean like it's now like cities and cities and cities so i the gov they don't pay pay taxes it's like whatever material you have that's how you build your house so you see like 
I mean, it's pretty sad. Like, you see shacks, not even shacks. It's kind of like the slums, really. But then you see, like, all of a sudden, cute little shacks <laughs> made out of, like, concrete. And then you can tell, like, oh, that person got a little bit more money than this person. Okay. And it, they've somehow, within the slums, they have, like, a beauty shop. They have, like, um, me- mechanic stores, like, uh, a market. They've, they're starting to even have their own culture and, like... Um, make it like their own and the government it's gotten so big that the governments can't kick them out so they just it's like their own little thing wow and they just keep growing and growing and growing and growing and you could even see like like the wires connecting to get like for some of them who have like televisions and like it just looks it's pretty interesting and it was actually really funny because they've even organized themselves so so they were telling us like yeah they even have like someone who gets picked to be like the mayor of the township (laughs) and like someone who controls like everything and um they even have like addresses now like you drive and it's like random so i asked them i was like so can i send the mail they're like i'll never get here because it's not a government based thing it's made up but but it's for them to be able to recognize where they're that's how big the townships have gotten um so when you get there like obviously the streets are like it was it's a hot mess i mean children are just like everywhere and some might have a toilet but usually you just see like um shared what are they called potty porta potties po- what is it called porta potties why can i not say that word because it's not even like the word Port- 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 it, yeah it's supposed to be like a portable bathroom. okay portable yeah, yeah. it's literally that's what the government that's the only thing kind of like what the government has given them so it's oh, wow. kind of gross so imagine like if you have to go to the bathroom you're not gonna walk 20 minutes to one of these communal portables you know right so people like sometimes it's just like there oh okay yeah this kind so that's a township sounds like burning man to me because there, there were there were the the porta potties, but yeah, I mean, people sometimes just didn't want to walk, and it's like you would see little pee things in the middle of the desert. Right, or, yeah, you know. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, and I went to like a. Okay, so a lot of. Obviously, there isn't like schools or anything like that. So a lot of parents. So what, from my understanding, too, is in the townships, a lot of people um, kind of help each other out because it's kind of, like, very communal. So a lot of people will have to go work, and they'll, like, spread the money <laughs> to other people. So one of one of them will make, like, a communal, like, daycare, and they'll drop off their kids there. Um, and there were kids from, like, newborns. I think the oldest was, like, 16 because, I mean, they don't have any education. There's nothing. There's no schools for them. So, so I went to that, and I was just, like, was there the whole day. And it's a totally different thing than the daycare that I was at. It was, like, night and day. Like, daycare was beautiful and, like, so legit compared to, like, a township place where all the babies were at. And so I was, like, yeah, the parents could work. Then they come, pick up their kid, and it's just someone who was, like, I'll take care of all the kids. And it's, like, their place, and they just drop off all the babies. And that's just, like, a – like. Uh, the babysitter i mean that person uh-huh. isn't but for like that area of the township okay. and so um 
So now a lot of people, obviously, like these organizations, will go into the townships to help all these people. Like, what do you guys need? Food um, and the daycare that a lot of people will donate, like diapers and like food for the babies and toys and stuff like that. Um, just to kind of like they understand the situation that they're in, but obviously the government isn't gonna, you know, provide any. They're not even supposed to be there right. on the map. It's like they're not even there. They're not even counted for. So it's really interesting. Really and you you volunteered there only one day or I was there one day I was there one day had I known I think I would have probably been there more but it's rough so maybe I should <laughs> probably just should have stayed at the daycare but it was rough it was a rough place to be at but it sounds like a good yeah. experience you it was a really good experience for sure yeah oh wow yeah so that was like what I did in Africa. What was a typical off day like? What what did you what did you do? Were you, did you get explore? Yeah. yeah. So weekends, and then I was off at like um, two. So I we would all so with the group of girls that I was with, we would plan like what we were gonna do that day. Okay, because uh, all the girls that we were with were at the same daycare. Okay. So we would be like, okay, when we get off, what do you guys want to do? Okay. Then we started like we made a list of all like the touristy places we should go and we would just start checking them off you know the um table mountain um just all these different things you so know did you have um the south african wine i hear it's really good yeah i did i i had the wine i went on a safari so that was like a weekend thing we went on a safari we left friday and then we came back sunday and because it was like a four-hour drive away five-hour drive um uh, yeah we just we did a bunch of stuff like i think we did like almost everything like even to the point where like if you look up things to do in cape town it'll tell you like you have to go to the charlie's bakery and we went and because it's really cute like this bakery and the bakery the muffins and like the cupcakes are super cute we went there like we went to the um museum I forgot, oh my gosh i can't remember the names but it was like table mountain we did lion's head we, we went to go see the penguins and um there's penguins yeah yeah on the beach they're like south african penguins oh Super I, cool. did, I did it sounds yeah. so weird right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like all the things that you we went to see like um this garden i mean we literally i think i literally pretty much almost did everything um, and so that w- that's that's what we would do. We we went out to like really nice restaurants, and we went to just eat random stuff. Um, we even went out to a club. We went to bars. I mean, we did a lot of stuff. And then the weekends, we would just you know. Then did you venture out to any other neighboring countries, or you you guys? I, I did. We stayed in South Africa, South Africa, which is why next month I'm going to Kenya because I love Africa so much that I was just like oh. I need to start seeing. I want to go see the other countries. Oh, now. so you fell in love with 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 Africa, yeah, so now you want to go to all like, the countries. I just remember thinking like Africa to me, Africa is like a unit. Like I don't see it like in you know different what? countries. That when people go visit. And they say, oh, I'm going to Africa. I'm like, where? It's just the whole, yeah. I'm like, where in Africa? Africa is a whole big continent. ass continent, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're not yeah. going just so, to me, it, it felt like a unit. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Egypt's there. Like, you know, there's so many different places. So once I went to South Africa, I kept hearing about all these other places that you need to go to. And so um, that's when I was like, okay, well, it just so happens that I went on a trip to Canada, and I met, like, a group of girls that are going to Kenya, and we leave November 18th. Oh, so, so when this airs, you'll... 
November. Well, what time do, what, when's your trip from November? November 18th to the uh, 26th. Oh, she'll come back and then. Oh, you'll come back and then you'll, no. you'll be yeah. back from your second country yeah. in Africa yeah. and it'll yeah. be, this, this episode will air. <laughs> this is not going to be um, for work or anything like that. This is going to be like. Like for you, so a treat I, yourself. Yes, I want to see how different it is, and I'm hoping that by then it'll be like closer to summer, spring. So I feel like it's gonna be a whole different experience of Africa too. I think every country gives you like a different experience. Well, yeah. So. I mean, Kenya is probably so different from South Africa. Mm-hmm. So, because I do feel like South Africa was like, it almost felt like I was here. Yeah, it felt I mean, like I was kind of like it. Like it felt like a little. San Diego-ish and like San Francisco put together like the weather was definitely more San Francisco but it was like a port you know like it was like a beach town port and it had like uh like buildings and it had like a whole like downtown area and it had like the nightlife so to me it very much felt like here until you went to like the townships or until you ventured out you know that you were just like oh man this is africa it's interesting how places <laughs> yeah. could do that and it yeah. reminds you of like all these other, other places, places yeah put together yeah. and yeah yeah so yeah that's man i'm like i'm super excited to go to kenya now because i'm like oh my gosh i, I want to see how different it is than like south africa yeah oh so with the with volunteering do you do you see yourself traveling and volunteering more after oh, yeah. this experience oh yeah for sure um i think any that ideas? any ideas like where where well, you see here's the thing i would totally but now i have a boyfriend you guys <laughs> so <laughs> like, and one that you don't compete with right i do not compete with and he was he was actually very nice to me um <laughs> didn't make my life a living hell for a year <laughs> but um so I think that um, when you're one, I am older. I'm 31, so I think the responsibilities get a little bit more challenging. Like you have more things on your plate as you get older. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, like I'm not gonna lie, I am thinking about like starting a family. Um, I'm thinking about like obviously getting married. Um, and that part of me is starting to spark up a lot more. And I think it's because you do find a good person that compliments you and you know has the same view as you um so would I love to go volunteer of course um my boyfriend doesn't hasn't traveled the way I've traveled so we're gonna start traveling because that's one thing I have to do like it's part of who I am um so I mean I think it would be hard for him if I was like bye I'm gonna go for a month to go volunteer yeah um and I have to take that into consideration you know because my ultimate goal obviously is to have my own family and I think that is a little bit harder so I think that I kind of have to meet him halfway when it comes to like trying to build my relationship with him and have a healthy relationship but also do what I love to do Mm -hmm. um so So you'll maybe you'll volunteer more at home Mm-hmm. Uh, if it'll probably be like shorter local things yeah. um what i kind of envision myself is working more like locally to help other people do that you know and if the opportunity comes and like for example i talk to him about it and i just have to do it i know obviously he'll he'll be for it but I, before i wouldn't even think about it twice i'd be like book my flight i'm gone yeah but now i'm like book my ooh hold on let me call him let me work it out. Like Kenya was even hard trying to convince him <laughs> for me that I was going to be gone for 10 days, you know? 
so it's different. it's different and that's my new like thing now i'm like oh my gosh i want to keep that part of me that's very humanitarian but also trying to have like this other side of me that i haven't had in so long it's kind of like a balancing act that i have to do oh, okay so yeah i would love to yeah no we'll i made it a point out. before like after brian proposed and we were you know getting ready to like buy a house and like plan the wedding and then after that you know plan a family i was like no like i have to go somewhere so then that's when i was like janine you know that trip to cuba that we've been wanting to go to let's do that like now yeah <laughs> see so like i was trying okay. to get everything in like I'm we like, went to cuba quickly. before you went on your honeymoon <laughs> so okay so my boyfriend right now is like I, I love him. He's amazing. But he's, I don't want to say it's needy, but I've never had some, well, actually, this is really sad that I've never had someone want to be so much part of my life. He wants to be really involved. Yes. And I've never had that. So to me, I didn't have to think about anybody else yeah. when I would go travel at all. Like I booked Lucky it. To I be bounced, a little bit I came back. I was so selfish. And like, I, I know that if I was like, I want to do a girl's trip and I just want to get away. I know he's going to be like, oh. he's like, why can I come? <laughs> like, why do you have to do that? So not that he's like controlling by all means, but like, I just, he, he wants to be part of my life and it's weird to find somebody that will, at least for me, that wants to be so involved in my life. So I think right now that's where I'm at. Where like, I was already thinking like, okay, if Kenya goes well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that in my head until we started really getting to know each other. And I started picking up like, that ain't going to happen. Like I need to, we even had a compromise. He was like, look, we'll do three trips together a year and maybe one by yourself. He's like, he's like, how are you? Okay. Like, I don't want to be away from you for 10 days. Like not, I'm like, oh so cute but i'm not used to that so i'm a little like thrown off by that yeah so um so i we'll see we're going to bali together for the first time that's like our big trip for new year's Mm -hmm. um and then next year for my birthday actually he just told me last night we're gonna go to cuba yeah so um that's somewhere i really wanted to go so we have like other plans like maybe croatia and so in my head i'm thinking like but i kind of because he's not He's a little bougie. So trips like to Africa, India, I don't, he's not down. So I'm like, I told him, I was like, I want to do those trips. So are these the trips that you're going to like be cool with me going he's with like, my girlfriend? go ahead, go on your own for that I, one. Yeah, I think so. I think he'll be like, that's cool. You know, so I'm like, okay, then I want to go to like Nepal or like Sri Lanka. And then he'll probably be like, uh, he's like, I have okay, no desire go. to ever go to Sri Lanka. So go for it. Yeah. He's like, I want to go to like Europe. And to me, it's great. You know, I love Europe. Um, but I'm like, been there, like, can we go somewhere I haven't gone? So I'm like, I'll go to yours, but I want to go to these. And it's, I don't know, it's a balancing Balance. act right now. It's always it's good all. and healthy. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens. So do you have any advice for someone who would want to do volunteer work? <clears throat> um, yes. Uh, be very specific and um, what the, ex- um, let's see. I think like you have to kind of let go of the expectations. You you know, a lot of people have expectations for certain things. Um, like I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna be so humanitarian and I'm going to like help all these little children and feed them and they're gonna be everything's gonna be okay. 
No, like like for me, I went into South Africa, Cape Town, and it was like a beautiful day here, and I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> like you know. But you were um, helping. Exactly. So expectations. Try not to have expectations for your program. Definitely look into programs. Um, know that for a a lot of programs that are out there for volunteering, it's it's not free. You do have to pay for it. It's it, you have. They don't. To, it'll be cheaper. You. Yeah. No. 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 Unless you do work for huge organizations like UNICEF or something like that. But besides that, majority of them are going to be out of your pocket. It's going to be cheap, but um, cheaper than say like you going and traveling just to for travel. Mm-hmm. But um, but you do have to pay, so have that in mind. Um, and just kind of go there with a really open mind because if you have expectations and it doesn't meet your expectations you're not going to have a good time at all and and you're gonna you're working you're there for a purpose you know and I did see a lot of what I did see that kind of made me upset was I did see a lot of people go and use it more as like I'm just gonna do this because it's cheap but I really want to come this party Mm. and so like which was sad because it's like then don't come, you know? So I think um, for anyone who's really looking to a good program, you know, um, read into them. There's a lot of really good programs that are legit. That's another thing. You know, make sure your program is uh, reputable, like responsible, that other people have gone, look at comments, talk to them. Um, you, the last thing you want to do is be like in Morocco and not have an idea where you're at because this person company was supposed to like sponsor yeah, you or something it's a fraud yeah um and just there's so many programs that find out what you want to do like do you want to work just with babies do you want to work with women do you want to work with animals do you want to work with conserving the environment like there's so many programs that you can volunteer with for a specific type of cause you know i was looking into before i had a boyfriend <laughs> i was thinking i was like maybe i should go to syria but then i was like maybe i shouldn't <laughs> right now but they have there was a really cool i can't remember the name i want to say it was called Lo- love volunteer or something um but what they do is they go into countries that are um uh like it was more like middle eastern countries where um you work with women who have, um, you know, just been going through a lot, abused or like, you know, just going through a lot. Um, rape victims and um, women who are affected by the war, lost their children. Um, and you work with them. You work like with the psychologists, social workers, and that's your volunteer work, which I thought was like super cool. Um, so I, I ever, there's programs for everything that you want to do. You just ha- kind of have to s- research a little bit and yeah. pinpoint what you want to do. I mean, in Africa, you can work with rhinos and all the rhinos that they've saved from, like... Oh, my God, um, that breaks my heart. Yeah. Um, you can work with, like, gorillas. And I mean, I have a friend who literally found her fiancé, who's South African, by the way, super cute. <laughs> um, by the way, the guys in South Africa were super cute. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> super cute. Su- like legit super cute like i was like maybe i should move here but then i met my boyfriend so i can't do that but um and they she's always been she did like her masters in like environmental science or something like conser- conservation conservation of the environment yeah um and her name is marlena moreno you should look at her instagram it is intense like she went seven months in her jeep with her man from south africa and traveled all over africa every country 
and documented. And she's now in a Nat, Nat Geo. Um, they, like, picked her up to do a documentary oh, and wow. stuff like that. Amazing work. Like, every time she would post a picture of Africa, I'd be like, oh, God, I need to go to Africa. <laughs> That's another reason what motivated me. Her pictures, like, she has, like, amazing, amazing, amazing feed. Um, so, yeah, she, um, I, don't, I don't know what my point was with that. <laughs> thing about just anyway. look into volunteer yeah. work oh, she, so she was the one who told me she was like um you have to look into your program she volunteered with um before she like did all the stuff she has her own nonprofit now um, so you can volunteer with her yeah yeah you can volunteer with her she has her own nonprofit. it's called um project conservation and um yeah it, it like mainly in Africa but um she she kind of started like that she started traveling I think once you start traveling it opens your mind to like well it does literally to the world and then if you're a good person (laughs) you're humanitarian in some way or shape or form you're gonna pick up on like all these areas of needs just in a global area a global scope and I I know like as for Marlena like she she just those areas is the what she wanted to do she wanted to work with animals and now she's that now became her career and she found her her soon-to-be husband like that's just her you know that was her like way of her route in life but um so yeah um just look into a good program lower your expectations <laughs> don't have any expectations and definitely have an open mind have an open mind um um, and just be safe, you know, too, you know, um, just, uh, things that people should always, you know, mm-hmm. common sense, common sense. But yeah, and just have a lot of fun and just know that you're, you're doing a good thing. Aw, well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for being no on the problem. show. And no problem. All, of this. all right. Well, that is today's episode, everyone. Thank you yes. all for listening. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Oh My Travel Podcast. And um, Jules, where can people follow you? Because they're gonna they're gonna want to after all this. It's private right now, but I will. No, I will, it's private right but now. Maybe if someone sends but a request. Yeah. She no. Might actually, um, it was private right now because you know, and when you start a relationship, you want things to be a little bit more private. But we both said like once we get a little bit settled down and where we're at, we would make it open again. Because I do believe in the evil eye, and people are evil. And I just <laughs> like. There's evil people, and they put bad energy your way. So I'm gonna. Oh, I was thinking about it. I actually was like, yeah, we should just open it again. Um, so it's underscore J U L I E T H N I C O L E underscore. So underscore underscore Juliet Nicole underscore. Perfect. So we'll we'll definitely have see that. my trips there because I now I posted all my little trips. Oh, took forever, nice. but. I do have now stories of all my trips. Yes. Awesome. So definitely follow Jules, guys. And follow us. And follow us. Oh, my. Travel? Oh, yeah. I just said that. I thought you meant Did you tell them how we all met? Oh, follow me. Did you tell people how we all met? Oh, we're sorority sisters. Yay. Yay. We've known each other for (laughs) over 10 years now. Yeah. Delta. Oh, five. Zeta girls. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, dude. I don't remember that song. You don't remember (laughs) Oh, I, I was always say are the best. No, are unsurpassed. unsurpassed. <laughs> I don't remember. There was one song actually that I've been trying to remember for a really long time. Okay, we'll okay. talk about this off, <laughs> offline. Wait, wait, really quick. I was 05. What year were you? 04. And you were? 06. 
Okay. Let's get away on holiday. Pack it in the 